0: Hey, it's George and Jess.
1: Your journey of self-discovery starts here. All right, as promised, he made it. It's Brady. I always knew you as Brady from H&R Block. Yep. Because you have four offices throughout southern Minnesota. I do, yeah. And we work together on the radio, usually around this time of year, because it was tax season. It was. Right? It
0: still is, yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, I started this series, Men in Sobriety. And I had no idea how it would catch fire because a guy, a, a mutual acquaintance that you and both you and I have, uh, Tyson, who managed Rounders, which is a big bar in downtown Mankato, uh, which is in Minnesota here. By the way, w- one thing that's going to be odd for you is it. we have a big regional audience, but also we have an audience in the uh, East Coast, Connecticut, uh, Massachusetts, Rhode Island. Some of the, the New England areas okay. is, is pretty popular as well. So, But anyways, we were all in the thick of it. Together in yep. this in this weird lifestyle, young I think a lot of us were having fun, right It was fun some of the times. It was fun some of the times, but uh, you were one of the you were as a matter of fact, you sobered up before Tyson and I both uh, 2019, February 27th of 2019. So you were one of the, the original millennials with the sober curious movement that decided you were done drinking. I, first of all, I'm just going to ask you this. At what moment did you, decide, did, you, did you decide you wanted to stop? Well, from... Was, was, th- was there one defining moment? There was, there okay. was.
0: So I was, you know, I had, I suffer from like like addiction. So sure. like for me, alcohol is something that it's either zero or a hundred. So either right. I'm, if I'm going to do it, I'm going full bore or I just can't do it at all. Um, I remember I went into, I was at my mom's house, I went into her kitchen and I just completely broke down. Um, I was like, I can't, I just, I can't live like this anymore. I can't do this. I need, I need to do something differently because everything that I've tried is not working. Um, you know, I try to work out more. It lasts for a week. I try to, you know, not go out on a Friday. It lasts for, you know, eight hours, um, and sitting down there, and I just completely broke down with her, and it was in the right in the, before taxis. It was supposed to start, right? And I was like, "This just I can't, was like there, I can't leave, like I, but I gotta go somewhere."
1: Right? What was there? When you say I can't do this anymore, when you were thinking that, what what was it? What was it? Was it was it how you felt in the morning? It was was just, it your relationships?
0: It was every. It was my whole life. Like my whole life was just destroyed by. By using this, by using alcohol. Yeah. It's um, poison. We can call it, it poison. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And right. it was for me. And, yeah. you know, everybody has their own tolerance with it and sure. I just don't have one. Right. Um, and, and getting to that point, that, that complete breakdown was one, like the first time I've been like fully emotional about something like that in front of someone else. Sure. And like completely admitted that, hey, I can't do this by myself. I got to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you know, I went, I got some help. I came back, and ever since that day that I, you know, I talked talked to my mom about it. I, here I am, four years later. And
1: was it uh, was there something specific? Was it was it a comfort zone? Why was it your mom? It was a
0: comfort zone. Was it
1: sure? Because it's you and I talk have talked about this, but it's difficult for men to address this.
0: Well, and my mother and I work together, so you know she was seeing you know my my performance at work and things like that, and it was just like not only was she my mother, but she was also like a mentor for me for work. And it was like, this is the person that I need to talk to about this. This is the person that I know that is going to not judge me for what I'm feeling I need to do or what I'm about to say. And, you know, she completely embraced me. It was like a sigh of relief to her to see that I was finally ready to do something about
1: it. Right. Right. It's, it's good to have support like that. Because if I know that there's a lot of people with families who don't necessarily get that, right? Mm-hmm. And it ma- doesn't mean you can't do it. It doesn't mean you can't do it, but it, it is a little bit more difficult. Uh, how, just out of curiosity, and if you don't mind me asking, yeah, because uh, I ask everybody course. this, how much were you drinking?
0: Um, whew, quite a bit. Was quite it, a bit. Was yeah, it, it, were, it, were it was, daily, a, it was, it da- was, I was, okay. yeah, I was a daily, daily drinker. Um, you know, it was, it was a lot of like Jameson and. Sure. Uh, I, 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 had know, a, I had a taste for it, that,
1: yeah.
0: You know, and it was a progression through life. Like yeah, at one time, it was tequila. Then it was, you know, I, I did my fair share of experimenting and market research uh, through, yeah, the, through right. the years yeah, right. on the different on the different varieties. But it was it was more than more than the usual.
1: Was it? Did you just wait until you got home at night?
0: Um, or were I, you yeah? Drinking, so, yeah. Yeah, it was it was the one thing that I never did do was drink while I was at work right, or, sure. or or throughout the day like that. Now, I would miss days of work because I was maybe yep. like too hungover or things like that. I had a headache, um, but I never did do it during the workday. It would be like it was something that I looked forward to at the end of the day that I could go and do so many guys like that.
1: Yeah, there are so many guys that are just looking to get through the day Mm -hmm. so they can get home. Sometimes it's do everything you need to do, have dinner, put the kids to bed and then have that drink, right? There's, a ton of guys out yeah. there that do that.
0: It was that big reward. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's what you feel like. And then by the time you get to Friday, if you waited till Friday, a lot, I know, cause it was like, Oh, it's Thursday. I can power through Friday. So we're going to start the weekend tonight. Right. Right. And then it was an all weekend thing. And then you're hung over and it takes you till middle of the next week to really totally well, recover. And the
0: older I got, so I got sober at 32 and the older that I got like after 30, like those hangovers oh, were yeah. not, I was not bouncing back the next day. Right. I was, I was, a day and a half, two days to like get fully back to right. like, okay,
1: I feel somewhat normal. Yeah. I, I know that it's just, I mean, there were nights, especially on the weekends when we would do promotions and stuff like that. I remember it would take me till about Wednesday. Like you said, you get into your thirties and into your forties even, and it's the middle of the next week before you recover. And then you're just back at it again because something else is going on mm-hmm. and you always have an excuse. There's always an excuse. Always an excuse. So what, where did you go when you said I went and got some help? Where'd you go?
0: Uh, so there's a place up in Waverly, Minnesota. It's actually Hubert H. Humphrey's old lake house. Oh, really? Uh, so they have a treatment center up there. So I went there for 30 days. It was an incredible experience for me. I'm, like I say, I went during our bus, my busiest time of year. Right. Um, everything, you know, everything worked without me there. Um, and which that, that's, you know, credit to the team, right. You know, they do an excellent job and they, they were able to pull through and yeah, I spent 30 days up there and it was, I came out and it was, I, I mean, I wasn't like cured or anything, but I I had some tools to use. I had some, I had some new knowledge of myself and things that I could use to start living a sober life. How did you find that place? Um, so I went to, and they have what's called like a rule 25 assessment. Sure. And what that is, is like you go and you talk to someone and they do this assessment. They ask like, how often do you drink this? They ask you all these questions and then they give you a grade and the grade is based on like how serious of a situation or dire of a situation are you in and can they place you in a place? Uh, so I was—I didn't pick the place myself. It was picked for me. Okay. Um, I didn't want to have any knowledge of the place. I didn't look at it before right. I got there because I didn't want to create a preconceived notion of like, oh, this place is going right. to be bad, or I'm not going to like this for this reason. So I didn't even know anything about the place until I walked in.
1: Yeah, that's so. What was it about that place? That you feel was the was the uh, the game changer. It was not Mankato. It, I, well, I that makes so much sense. I'm I'm so glad somebody finally said it. Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's just insane. So you got away from there. Like, how many people were there with you? Uh, there was 55 guys. Okay. Yep. Th- and e- upon arrival, just out of curiosity, what's the first thing you do? <laughs>
0: Well so I walk in there and it's it's a little different experience so like i've never been to like you know i've never had legal issues or anything like sure. that but it's kind of like a what I would imagine as like a resort jail kind of okay um so you walk in there and you know you get checked in you get your 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 room with your your doormate and everything and the first thing is like these guys see you as like you're the new guy that walked in so they're all coming up to you like so like what's your you know, drug of choice, or sure. what are you in here for? Or right. How much time did you do? And I'm just kind of like, I just, you know, I, I <laughs> like the, you right. know, some people are in here for, you know, they just came from prison or they just came from these other places, and I'm just kind of like, well, I just came
1: from home because I drink too much. So, and you, you were running a successful business. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this is what I, I, I'm trying to get guys to understand. There, if you're out there. And you're functioning and you're running through life, that doesn't mean that you can't stop drinking or you don't have a problem. Right. right? There's a lot of guys that think that. So you arrive and here you are, a successful business owner, and you're and these guys have a lot of them probably no idea. Right?
0: It was it was a different experience. And at first, like when I was there, I was doing a lot of like I was judging these people, right? right? I was looking at them as they were different than me. By the time that I left that place, I realized that every person in that place, we all shared a common thing. Yep. Um. And that was a huge, a huge realization for me because the way that I was going through my life was very like, I have all these answers. I know how to do this better than you. You know, I'm, it was a very kind of like selfish, self-serving lifestyle. And when I got there and I, you know, my initial thought is like, ooh, well, that guy's worse than me because he does this or this. Well, by the time I got out of there, it was very much, you know, we're all in this together We we all have a common issue that we're trying to get through. Like, I'm no different than anybody. I'm right. no different than this person or that person. Like let's, how can our stories help each other? Right. Let's talk about that. You know. Right.
1: So you guys spent a lot of time together, right? A lot
0: of time we watched. Uh, one of the big things that we did is we had uh, a trouble tournament that went on for about two weeks. So we had a big, like, Forty-person trouble tournament. What is a trouble tournament? Well, the game trouble. And oh, we, yeah, the, literally the <laughs> literally board the game. game. Got you. Yeah, Got you. So we played trouble uh w- during our open hours, and so uh,
1: there was a lot of time. I'm assuming you were working quite, with counselors where you yeah. guys were working on yourselves.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then another big thing was every Sunday night we uh, there's like twelve of us that would go and watch The Walking Dead. In the living room area, that was right. always a big thing. So you had to get there early, to get the couch spot. And- right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's See, I, I don't believe anybody that's lined up. I don't know. I don't know. That's why it's interesting to hear this. That has actually been to, well, a rehabilitation center, right? Mm-hmm. Like that. So because there's so many, you know, and I've talked about this, but uh, when it comes to drinking, there's the guy who has like one beer a month, he can have a responsible relationship with alcohol or, mm-hmm. ma- or maybe one, one beer on the weekends or just maybe he drinks on special occasions and he just very moderate. Right. Then there's the gray area guys and there's so many of them that drink on the weekends or they'll have a few during the week as well or they just every night they have a couple of beers when they come home from work or a glass or two of scotch. And then there's the guys that are way on the other end mm-hmm. of the spectrum who are drinking all the time. Sometimes even when they get up in the morning before yep. they go to work. So it's it's a different it's a different experience for everybody. And I and I believe this after, you know, encountering enough and talking to enough guys that I think there's a genetic predisposition to this. I really believe it I, because some guys when they get whether it doesn't matter if it's cocaine, alcohol mm-hmm. or any other drug. When they get that taste, it's not as easy for them to just say no. Right. Whereas some other people, even though they've experienced that euphoria that they get from it, they understand that it's not going to end well. They should probably just set it down and right. get away from it. Right. So it's that's why I tell guys, don't be hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Everybody's different, right? right. And you're going to have a different end to the means, right? So it's it's an incredible journey to get to that point. Like I was one of those guys and I had this discussion with Jess. I saw you. I saw all these other guys just giving it up, and I, some struggled more than others, but I was like, you know what? I don't ever want to get to that point, so I think I'm just going to set it down. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, well, obviously, we'll get into what, what happens following that because it's only good things. But upon coming back then after 30 days up there, what was it like to come back to Mankato because you and I both know then you got to face all your friends that still do that on a regular basis.
0: It did not take long for reality to set back in. Right. Like I'm back in the thick of, like, where these people that I was hanging out with, um, you know, the, the acquaintances that I, you know, what I would consider acquaintances now, you know, just the, the group of people that I was around. Um, one thing that was suggested to me when I was up there is the moment that I get back is that I went to a meeting. So I did do that. And that's something that I do continue to do. And I have sure. found that that's incredibly helpful. I found the thing that I've enjoyed about that is I found a whole network of other like-minded sober people that are doing the same things as, as what I'm yep. trying to do every day. Um, and that's been, you know, life-changing for me. Yeah, um, Just being able to find people that are doing that same thing.
1: Yeah. Because you find, and, and you know, to be candid, guys have to understand this. That you're, it's not that you're going to, you know, not be friends with somebody anymore, but your relationship with people will change because you'll realize that some of those relationships were just based on consuming alcohol. Mm -hmm. That's all you did. That's all you did when you got together. Yep. They were your drinking buddies. Right. Right. And it's not that you don't like them or care about them anymore. You're just not going to sit and drink with them. Right. Right. And that's, that's a difficult bridge to cross, I think, for a lot of people. But, you know, it happens. And then you find, and we talked about this before we started recording here, but you do find that there's this whole new world and all of these other people that are out there that don't drink.
0: I, I was incredibly surprised when I got to Mankato and I went and you know found this this sober network of people that I was like, "This has been here the whole time. Like there is an incredible network of right. People sober people there's (laughs) like and I just thought that this I was like how am I gonna get how am I gonna stay sober in the town that I got drunk in right like that's this just isn't gonna be possible like I've got to get out of here you know it's 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 a geographical thing and then as I've gone through this journey more and more I realized that you know it it doesn't matter where I go it's not a G it's it's not Mankato that's the problem it's not Omaha or wherever I go, like the only thing that's consistent is me. Right. Like I'm the one that has to do it. I'm the one that has to decide like, this is for me. And, you know, from that point, then it's just a ripple effect as, you know, I'm a better worker. I'm a better yep. father. I'm a better, you know, I'm a better friend. All of that happened
1: because I made a decision for myself. Yep. We talked about that. You, you can't, I it, initially, when I was deciding, you know what, I think I'm just going to give it up for good. I was like, well, I want to live longer. And this is what you hear from a lot of people. I want to be, I just want to have better quality of life when I get older. And I want, you know, you think about your kids. Like I want to be around for them. I want to be around for my grandkids and all of this stuff. When it comes right down to it, though, you have to do it for you. You do. Right? You have to do it for you. All like you said, what you just mentioned, everything else that happens is just a ripple effect. And it's a benefit of you stopping right and then you will have a better relationship with your kids your wife your significant other
0: yourself even yeah like. your,
1: your co-workers yeah you know that that self-loathing is a mm-hmm. real thing right and here's a question that i asked you and I, I i get this all the time and you and i can both speak to this but i hear this from guys especially and i, I never call anybody out get a lot of messages <laughs> on instagram and everything else when we do something like this But a lot of men believe that they have to do it. They have to continue to drink to maintain their work relationships. And there is you couldn't be further from the truth.
0: No. Uh, The the thing with alcohol, I can, you know, after I got sober and I would go, I'd have work meetings or I'd just go out to the bar. And if I said that, you know, I just wanted a water, I just wanted a Red Bull or I just wanted a Coke or something, nobody was like, Well, why aren't you drinking? And if they did ask that, I'd just be like, you know, in the beginning, I'd be like, well, I just, you know, I just don't feel like having one. And then that's where the conversation would end. Sure. You know, people aren't, I worked it up in my head more about what people's other responses were going to be to me not drinking because that was, that was me trying to create some way that maybe I should be drinking. You you're know, right. Right. You know, it's like, well, all these people are gonna think this, so you know, maybe I should just have this one. Right. Well, once I got past that hurdle and I just was like, No, I'm not having one, it was like the world didn't stop. Nothing right. crazy happened. Like it was just, oh, okay. <laughs> and then you, and that was it. And that was it. Oh, okay.
1: And then you get to the point where you'll just tell people, I don't drink. Right. And then they know they know that about you, and it's not a big thing. No. I mean, it, it go it goes back to that anxiety issue, mm-hmm. right? And I tell people, you believe that they're thinking about you all the time, and the fact that you're not drinking, they're not thinking about you at, at all. all. They don't. No, zero. and that's
0: that. So, like I said, when I before I came it before I got sober, I did have a very selfish, self centered view of myself. Sure, you know, and that's, and I just it took some time to realize that that that's how I was living my life. And yeah, like you said, every I'm thinking that everybody's thinking about. <laughs> me not drinking, I know. and they're not, and they're absolutely
1: not. They don't. They, they don't, don't care. They they do not care. I tell young guys that all the time. You spend your younger years worrying about what people are going to think of you, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, by the time you get you get into your, I, I would say, late 30s, early 40s, uh, you don't care anymore, and then you get past 50, and you realize they were never thinking about you anyways, <laughs> right? I mean, that's right. honestly where right. life goes. So I would tell them, don't worry about it, because- they don't care they really don't and it it it's inspiring to watch the movement grow we we talked about this again when when you arrived today i said it's fun to watch this younger generation like uh one of the things that i've embraced cuz we all find things to do and you're mm-hmm. going to discover this whole new life and a lot of the stuff that you did in your younger years you're going to rediscover as your brain starts to clear out and the fog clears and I love talking to these young uh, i I've learned not to call them gen Z' cause, <laughs> cause they they call that cringe. I had a couple of men here a couple of weeks ago for a discussion a twenty one year old girl twenty one year old guy. and uh they don't they have a completely different view of alcohol and i and it's great because they're not drinking as much, a lot of them not at all, right, right and uh listening to them talk about they look at it. well, they're saying that in ten years from now, they will look at alcohol like we look at cigarettes. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Because that's the kind of damage you're doing to your body, right. right? And that that's what it comes down to. It's, you know, everybody quits for different reasons. But yep. the bottom line is you are doing a lot of damage to your body. Right. I mean, it's not just you. And I found this out. I remember the first time you came back after you had stopped. It had been months mm-hmm. since I had seen you, maybe even at close to a year.
0: Probably close to a year. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I looked at you and I was like, Jesus, what have you been doing? And you told me I stopped drinking and I couldn't believe the visual difference. Yeah. Right. Well, you're, what's skin... the first thing you noticed about it?
0: Honestly, like my fingernails. Yes. Got
1: better. <laughs> you want to know why? Cause your liver is functioning yeah. properly. Yeah, That's my why. skin,
0: my skin had a more of a glow to it. 100%. My, honestly, my fingernails, like when yeah. I would go to cut them before they were just really like soft and gross. Yeah. And then like, I actually had like a heart yeah I know that's a weird thing to say. No, but like it's not like yeah. that was one of the first things that I noticed, you know a couple of months after was that, and then, you know I, I, when I went in uh, when I went in to get help, they I found out that I had high blood pressure, obviously you know sure. from all of this. and after so they were going to put me on medication, they did put me on some, and after about six months of, you know being healthy, drinking water, going to the gym, yeah. doing all this. I was off the medication, yeah, and I've been off of it ever since, right, it's you know incredible, so just those couple of tweaks in my lifestyle completely changed it is so it, much,
1: yeah, you'll see it, and I think a lot of people who like i didn't hadn't seen you in a while when they see you again, it's crazy, but you'll see it yourself, mm-hmm. especially with you know as many pictures as we have with digital media and phones and everything today, but by the time you get Even 30 days, you'll start to notice a difference, but you get a year. You get into one year, and you'll look like a different person. You do. And then I I tell guys this all the time. If you see what it does to your skin, your eyes, and everything else, imagine what it's doing to your organs. Right. right. And and my doctor would tell you that, right? He'll tell you the same thing. So uh, those changes are crazy. Getting over that hump, once – you know, let's talk about what life is like beyond that because that's what a lot of guys, I think, inspires them, right? Mm-hmm. What was some of the first things that you embraced and found that you enjoyed that you hadn't done in years or maybe ever?
0: So in, when I got sober in 2019, that was actually a year that we had a pretty heavy snowmelt and a ton of rain that April. And I saw an ad. It was actually on a show that I had recorded and I was watching it when I came home and I was fast forwarding through the commercials and all of a sudden I saw just in a blink of an eye like kayaks for $200 at Menards. Yeah. And so I rewound it. I went and I saw it. And so I called a good buddy of mine. And I was like, hey, they've got kayaks for $200. We got to go buy one. And that was one of the first things that I just absolutely fell in
1: love with. So you go up and down the river?
0: So we go up and down the, you know, the Minnesota or the Blue Earth, sure. you know, starting at the dam. One thing that we did uh, we were out and like I said, we had a really heavy snow melt and the water was up into like the, the wooded area and like in the fields and the woods, like down in the Judson Bottomland. bottom land. Um, and so we went down and we have some, my family has some land down there and we were kayaking like through the woods and it was almost as if we were like in the Amazon forest, right. like kayaking through the <laughs> woods while well, we're going and like we stayed off of the river and we get to a point where the river was curving and then there was another spot where we could go back into the woods and I got caught in between the two currents and it pushed me up against a tree and it tipped my kayak. And so it's about the end of April. The water's probably oh, 37 degrees. I'm standing in waist deep water on a mound that's up against this tiny little tree with, there's two trees and then my kayak is being held by that. I had to like lift, my, and my two buddies are just down there recording, laughing at right. me, you know. And I had to lift my kayak up in the air to try to get enough water out of it so that I could turn it back on its side, get back in the kayak, float down. We ended up finding a uh, deer stand so that I could climb up the deer stand and drain the rest of the water <laughs> out of my kayak. But the, the thing about that story is, is like, one, I would have never been out doing that right. if I was drinking Two, it cu- If I was drinking during that, it would have been a heck of a lot worse. Oh my God. Yeah. And you know, it was, you know, just those two things. It's like, you, it, yeah. it was a change. It, it was something that I wasn't doing before. And yeah, did I have kind of a crazy experience? I got out of it, but it would have been way worse if I was. Yes.
1: Drinking during In, and I remember you telling me about an adventure you were going to take on a hike was it down in Arizona, Colorado. Was it uh, where was it Arizona? Yeah, it was Arizona. Were you by yourself? I was. What? What? Where did you go? Sedona. You said, "Oh God, don't tell Jess that." She <laughs> she she needs. She wants to get to Sedona. Where? And you went like it was multi day, right?
0: Yeah. So I was down there in 2019. I was down there for about four days. Yeah. Um, and I hiked all over Sedona, and Sedona is known as a very like spiritual vortex area.
1: You don't, you, you're, you're preaching to the <laughs> choir. You're preaching to the choir. I know. Um,
0: and, and so when I went there, you know, I didn't really know that much about it. And I didn't even know about the spiritual vortex thing. I was just like, I want to go somewhere. So I flew to Phoenix and then I was like, I'm going to drive North. So I found, I looked up, um, I looked up uh, like scenic highways. And so there's a highway that's just North of Phoenix. It's called 89A. And that takes you up through the mountains. It takes you through this little city called Jerome, which is like an old ghost mining town, really cool spot. And then you come up over and you just, you come over the valley and it's just all these red rocks. Sure. It's just beautiful. And I came at, I just happened to get there at sunset. So the sun is hitting these red rocks. It's just like they're lighting it up on fire. And so I kept driving and I ended up in Sedona. So it wasn't planned to be there. Okay. And I get there and I'm kind of like, walking around the town kind of getting a lay of the land and just seeing like all these like trail maps and all of this and so I was like, well, I'm going to go figure out what this is all about and there's just numerous hiking spots there. There's I mean, I went to Devil's Bridge, I did, you know, the the Pool of the Seven Gods, like all of these different hikes and it's just the energy in that area I don't know how to explain it, but it's just it's it's different. real. It's different and it's real.
1: Yeah. I, I hear people say that all the time because that's on our that's on our map. Right. Mm-hmm. Jess and I, we, we're getting we want to get down there because I've read so much about it. And what you're telling me right now, I hear that from so many different people. Yeah. Right there. They were like, you you have to get there to really experience it and yep. feel it. Right. Isn't that crazy? It's yeah. And that's and something was- you would have never, ever discovered or felt if you would have still been drinking
0: no absolutely not and like i say like the fact that i even ended up there like to me says that that was some like higher thing like directing me there like, right that you need to be here right now right and and it and it was and it, it that that experience that i had like completely changed my life and like solidified to me that what i was doing i needed to continue to do this so that i could
1: have more experiences like that. You wound up in, so you didn't even plan on being there. I
0: had no idea that I was going to Sedona. I just ended up in Sedona.
1: How awesome is that? That's the, a great story, dude. Yeah,
0: the The main thing that I did was I wanted a scenic highway to drive on and I started driving and that's where I ended up.
1: That is fantastic. I love that story. I, I Again, that was one of the places since I've started digging around Mm -hmm. one of the places that came up that I've got to get to. Right. And I just, I don't even know why I've, because I've read all these articles (laughs) in these stories. It's all right. It's all right. It's a podcast. It's your phone. (laughs) You can turn it off, but it's, yeah, it was, it just keeps coming back up. And I hear a lot of people are like, you got to get down there. You get, you, you won't understand it until you're there. Right. Right. So I got, that's a great story. That's awesome. So, you did that, and you 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 hiked around for like those four days by yourself. I did, and I asked you. I remember because I remember before you went, I was when I talked to you. I'm like, you're going to go hiking by yourself, and you were like, yeah. It was just kind of like this self discovery yeah. thing, right? And you and it was it turned out to be awesome.
0: It did, right? Yeah. I did a little bit of hiking in the Phoenix area too, but the main thing was what ended up in Sedona, and that's that's like I say, that was the experience that like changed right.
1: it for me. So now you're you're back here. We're, we're both here back where we where we started. What 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 things do you do now that you've embraced since you no longer drink?
0: Um, well, one is I met a fantastic woman.
1: Yeah, isn't that crazy? At a
0: Vikings game a little over a year ago. That's awesome. Um, so we've between her and I, it was we met at the Vikings game. We went to a wild game the Friday after Thanksgiving, and then it was like three months later we hadn't even exchanged phone numbers yet, and. We went on a trip down to her best friend's house in South Carolina. And this is kind of how crazy this was. So like we just had our Snapchats and everything. And we, we get to the hotel that we're staying at before we we're about to go. And so I was like, oh, my God, I don't have this girl's number. I'm about to go on a, a six-day trip with her yeah. to her friend's house. And so <laughs> I wrote my number on a piece of paper right. and put it in a tiny little box And then when she came in and got to the room, I gave it to her. I was like, Hey, I got a present for you. It looks like a ring box. Right. (laughs) Right. So like, just she like, and just her face, she was just like, Oh my God, like what is happening right now? I just met this guy two months ago and like, he's, you know, right. and she opens it up and she just is like, it was like this huge sigh of relief sure. on her face. She's like, oh my God, thank God it wasn't what I thought it was. <laughs> but ever since that, like we've had, we, I, her and I went down to Sedona. We had an incredible time. Um, we've traveled all over. We went to the, the all-star game, the NHL all-star game and the NFL pro bowl or flag football game, whatever you want to call sure. it. Uh, in Vegas uh, a couple of years ago, and we've just had one adventure after the next. And that, I would not have been able to have those experiences if
1: I was still doing what right. I was. Let me ask, can I ask you this? Does, does she drink?
0: She's a normal person. She can have one and put it down. Right, like, right. Yeah.
1: I mean, that, and there's so many, that's what I go back to when I when I mentioned that. There's so many people that can just do that, right? And I'm I was kind of like you to where, I didn't drink all the time, but when I did, I'm like, well, we might as well do it right. Right? right? Oh, to, yeah. And well, to me, that was like, you know, that's not like one or two. No, that's. It was like, if it was Friday or Saturday night, we were going and it was 100 miles an hour. Right. Right. It's yeah. just, and I think that's where a lot of people are like, you know what? If this is all it is, why even mess around? Right. You know, like you, a lot of guys are getting to that point. What advice would you give? To a man out there right now, because there's so many guys that are functioning, Every, you know, everybody thinks when when somebody drinks too much that they're at rock bottom living under a bridge mm-hmm. and they've lost everything right there's a million there's tons of guys around that are living what normal a lot of people would consider normal lives, right, right. but they go home at night. Or uh, every weekend, they're looking forward to that Friday and Saturday and Sunday where they can have that self-soothing, right, with alcohol. So those are the guys, I think, that are really struggling right now. And again, separating themselves from the life that they currently live, not because they don't know that there is life out there without it. Right. Right? So what advice would you give to somebody who's on that that edge right now? And they're like, I'd like to stop, but I don't know if I can. I hear that all the time.
0: I think a lot of what inhibits people from being able to drink, and I'm going to say, especially for men, but I believe it does apply to everyone is, is it's fear-based. Like it's fear of how is my life going to look if I'm not drinking? Like all parts of my life are so intertwined with drinking, like going out for work or, you know, going out after work or going to a baseball game or fishing or hunting or all of this. Alcohol gets so intertwined into those activities that the thought of doing those sober is scary. Right, and it's it's realizing that yes, that that fear is there. But my advice would be like embrace that fear and and just blow right through it, right? Like because it is so much better on the
1: other side. It is. I I, re, I equate it to this, and it was weird. I didn't realize it until I experienced it. And specifically that trip to Vegas was the turning point for me. But I thought, am I going to go to a concert? Because I had booked, I wanted to see the Doobie Brothers 50th anniversary <laughs> tour, right? Yep. I'm like, I love Tom. I mean, Tom Johnston it had all the original crew. Mike McDonald was there. I was like, we got to go. And uh, I'm like, am I going to enjoy this show without a cocktail in my hand? Mm-hmm. And one thing I've realized is, you know what? When I was 15 and 16 years old, I loved music. I loved all of these things that I was doing and it just the sunshine, being outside in the summer and just feeling and seeing everything. And you know what? I wasn't drinking. And then you get to be an adult and then that alcohol just becomes every, just becomes, it works its way into every part of your life. Right. So when you stop, the first thing I thought to myself was like, "This is what I felt like when I was a young teenager right. again." Yep. and now I you you rediscover that life is there and just everything around you is fantastic. Right, but you just couldn't see it anymore. Right, yeah.
0: right. And when I was a kid, like that was the thing is I was hike. We lived in the country. We were always hiking through the woods. Yeah. We were always doing all those things, and it's like then that and it's exactly like you said. Like that part of me like stopped right during those years that I wasn't doing that, and then. The moment I quit it, it's like it picked right back up where it left off. It's crazy. And it was it was like I thought that I had discovered this new thing, like that I, this new love. And no, it was just I had blocked it out right, for so long. It was always there. I so just blocked like it It's like turning off a switch. Yeah, I just blocked it out.
1: Right. And I, I tell guys this too, and I mentioned this to Tyson when he was in here talking a couple of weeks ago. I said the fear of stopping drinking is like, you know, When you're in a bar late at night and a lot of guys can relate to this and it gets to that two o'clock time and its last call and then they get to that point where they turn the lights on and all of a sudden that dim comfortable world that you were you were in is disrupted and what Mm -hmm. do you want to do you want to go find dark spots again and sit and drink The difference is when you're sober is you embrace the light and you want to know why, because that's reality. When they turn those lights on, that's what things really look like. Mm -hmm. So you want that world to look good, right? And you are going to, you're going to see everything around you for what it is. Right. And that can be a jarring experience, right? And it's hard for them to, I mean, especially after sometimes decades, right? Since they've experienced that to go back and see that but that's where you start changing that yeah right and it was one of the first things i did is i went to i uh, went to the gym john jameson again i've known him for years uh, owns a fitness center here in Mankato, jp fitness and i i said when i decide to do this i'm gonna go see him and i did and i got hooked up with i, I the money that i would have normally spent on on right. alcohol yep i spend on a personal trainer right and it's things like that and it it's all of a sudden, you realize how much time, energy, and money you were wasting. Right, right. And you can do all these other things, and so, it, you're worth investing in. You yourself, your body, your being is worth investing in. So
0: I have a app on my phone, and it it tracks. So you, when you start it, you put in like approximately how much did you spend a day, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so based on like what my daily spend was since the day that I got sober till today it says that I've saved over a hundred thousand dollars.
1: I would love to, I'm going to do that. I have to figure that out. Yeah. It's crazy. So
0: it's, be, the I am sober app. That's, yeah. It's, it's fantastic.
1: I'll have to check it it's out. It's just be,
0: cool to see those little like things in there. It's like, oh my God. And then it like calculates like how much life you've like gained back and like things like that. Like and, I did one for smoking too. Cause I quit smoking right. um, in 2021 or no 2020. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, it's that's been a while That's too. three years now. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: crazy. I there was a reality show on TV, and for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it, but it was funny because they followed four people around that figured they 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 drank a little too much and they wanted to give it up. So these guys followed them around and they were and the following morning, through the bars and everything, they got up and like, how much did you drink? I said, so I had too many. I had probably eight beers and maybe a couple of shots, and they had it all recorded, right? And they were like, no. You had 14 beers mm-hmm. and eight shots, right? I mean, that's right. That's no, that's the reality get, of it. That's yeah. the rea- You just forget. You, you lose right. track of where you're at even. And that's when it starts to get to a dangerous point. Right. And it, even before that, you know, don't let it get there. Right. I always tell guys, don't wait for that rock bottom moment. Don't get there. You don't have to. You don't know. Start enjoying your life now because. I, I, I'm a firm believer in this because of the way that people are evolving. And I think we are, we're getting smarter. We're going to live longer We're people, my dad's generation and my dad didn't drink, but his generation were the old guys that were, it was just part of life. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was like being a man. Right. And now younger, the younger generation starting with, I believe the millennials started this whole movement, right. They know that, listen, why, why live like that? I want to live longer. In 10 years from now, okay, one decade from now, you will be able to walk out into society, look around you, and see which direction people chose. Right. And you just look at them, right? You will be able to look at them because people are going to drink less and less and less. There will be those who don't, but, and uh, they're going to start embracing, they're going to eat better, they're going to start being more active and just live healthier, happier lives. Right. Right. So you're at that point where you can make the choice right? There's a fork in the road. Mm -hmm. You're going to choose your path. And it's there. I would say, just don't be afraid.
0: Yeah. It's fear. Fear is what inhibits us from doing so much. It is, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing that keeps us from, you know, asking this girl out or quitting, quitting drinking or applying for this job. It's all, it's, there's so much fear. And the moment that you can just like embrace the fact, okay, I'm having this, but I'm going to, I'm gonna look my. I'm gonna go to the other side of that fear, right? Like yeah. that's that's the hardest part. But if you can just look at it from like, hey, what's the worst? You know, honestly, what's the worst that's gonna happen? Like, right. If I do this,
1: one positive I've found too is uh, if you don't drink, whether it's on the weekends or whatever. But if you stop drinking, life doesn't automatically turn into a rose garden. It does right? not. It does not. I mean, you're gonna have issues that you run into, but you will confront them, right? And you'll deal with them versus be- just drink and try to stuff into the back of your head and forget about it and then not deal with it.
0: I think one of the biggest gifts of not drinking that I've found is that I'm present in my life. Yes. Um, I'm present with my daughter. I'm present with my girlfriend. I'm present with my family at work. You know, even I remember the, the first few months, like when I would start going out hiking or just even around Mankato, you know, everything was starting to like really green up. And it's just like, wow, this is so beautiful. Yeah, right. Like I'd never, it was as if I'd never seen a tree bloom before. <laughs> right, I And know. it was just this like bright, vibrant green that apparently I'd never seen in my entire life. Right. But it, it, it was just because I was able to now have a clearer mind, but also just be present in that moment. Yeah. And that's something that you just don't have when you're drinking. Like you just, you can't be present in
1: life. No, it's reconnecting with just everything around you existence right which is crazy it's just you don't realize it until you get there i it's really tough to explain to to guys other than you know what when you get to the other side you'll understand right that's why it's so difficult for them they they don't they don't believe you know and they don't they're afraid to take that step right it's there but you've just got to take, you've gotta take that first step, yep. right?
0: Yeah, you gotta wanna do it for yourself.
1: And it's just, it. I, I encourage guys to just, regardless of what it is, and I actually know a, uh, a pharmacist that works for Mayo, and one of the things that she does is she helps people that are really struggling, right? The, so if, if you feel, I tell guys this, if you feel like like you get the DTs and all of that other mm-hmm. stuff, you know, the first person I would consult would be your doctor. Yep. And then he can direct you to the people that will help you.
0: Yep. And that's right? what happened with me as yeah. I went to my doctor and he directed me to where I needed yep. to go.
1: Yep. And then they'll they'll tell you where you need to go. And yep. there's not going to be any judgment. No. Right. It's just like except for the fact that he's going to be like, Congratulations. Yeah. He it was yeah. honestly
0: my it was a doctor that I've had my entire life, you know, since I was a baby. And it was like a I could see the sigh of relief on his face, even yeah. that he's like Cause you know when you fill out those little assessments, sure. how many? It's everybody like everybody
1: lies. Yeah, it's not like I'm it's telling like, the how truth how many, it. how many drinks do you have a week? But Nobody I mean, tells the truth. Yeah.
0: Then he takes my blood and he's like, "Well, you're, <laughs> you're, you're lying." You right. know? But he's not going to say that. He's just right. like, "Well, these these numbers are a little bit high." <laughs> right. Uh, but I know, like when I went and told him, and he's like, "I'm so proud of you for doing this. Like this is this is a good step for you." Yeah. Like it I, is. I wish you the best on your journey, uh-huh. and you know. I've, I've been fortunate that I've had so much support along this path, um, you know, because reality is not everybody does. I, I know. You know, and that's so hard. And that's so a hard. part, too, in people wanting to, you know, get out of that lifestyle is right. they don't have the support network. Yeah, But there is one out there. That's yep. the thing is if you're willing to look, there is one out there. Um, you just got to be willing to do some, maybe some uncomfortable things and put yourself out with other people that you just you normally wouldn't
1: it is so worth it though it is i mean it's just i it's the it'll be the best decision that most most guys have made in their life right it's just crazy to know that it's always been there it's just waiting for you to arrive right right which is yep. crazy so well man i appreciate you stopping yeah, by I, you were one of the first because you are one of the people that inspired me to just and i again i don't have the big story other than the fact that i just set it down right right which is and i think that that's where i talked about it. like it doesn't matter where you're at no maybe you drink too much maybe you are just a guy who drinks on the weekends or occasionally during the week but you're just done and it's okay to be done it is right and that's what we have that's the message that we need to convey and if you can do it here in this town that we yeah. live in <laughs> you can do it anywhere <laughs> you can Absolutely. all right man thanks for stopping by yeah thanks george